Hey there, welcome back to the Excedra Podcast. Paul and I were just joking about this, but it's true. Uh, Excedra Podcast is one of the fun things you never know what we're going to come up with. We, From Jeff Timmons to John Schlitt interviews to Bert <laughs> interviews and stuff. You never know what's going to come out. And we had one. And hey, fun guys, Nathan and Mike from IUPUI. And I think that, that's going to rank up there. Maybe yeah. top five, top five or six. Although I'm um, worried that you, you haven't mentioned the video link that I sent to you guys. Oh, I haven't gotten there. Maybe we can address that next week. I okay. honestly, Paul, I haven't seen it. Not by choice. It's been <laughs> lots of things behind the scene. I'd love to share with you that I probably can't share online. Nothing bad. Just I've had me a week. It, it's it's getting a little busier. So stay week. tuned, folks. Next yeah, week. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need I need to address it and see. Well, I need to watch it first. Sorry, but I'm gonna watch it and check it out. So in its entirety, um, don't don't just watch two seconds and click off. Watch okay. the entirety. <laughs> All right. But hey, as part of a love letter, we gotta get back to what brought us here. Like one of the original, like we talked about Civil War and you know, traveling the battlefield and everything. Oh, Paul, I need to tell you, we are gonna debut this. I found a bunch of our old podcasts, and we need content for the weekend. Um, you, you know, had a couple of podcasts canceled recently. Just it's been a busy time for a lot of people, so we need best subs. So, Paul, I found like forty best subs. We'll try and sprinkle them in the next couple of weeks. All kinds of fun stuff from Jeff Timmons. It'll be great. We gotta give the people what they want. But tonight, we've now reached a level we can have a greatest hits album, basically. Yes. Thing. We could be like Rush Limbaugh. I know he's not with us anymore. We're Rush. We could take the whole month of December off. It's just that bad. Best <laughs> of love. It'll be great. Um, but we're here for you. This is brand new. I know we're talking about old stuff, but we got to get back to what the people want. And I found the story this week on mystateline.com. WTVO. I'm assuming it's a Florida station because it's Florida man. And Look at the headline. They actually say Florida man stuffs crossbow down his pants in retail theft. Now, I'm looking at this video. Is this a video of the... um... All right, hang on a second. I opened up the story, Paul, and I see a video. Is this a a video of the guy stealing the crossbow? Oh, I didn't notice the video. I don't know. Uh, If they have security cam footage, I would imagine that's... Maybe okay. what we're finning to see here. Uh, not, oh, wait. I just saw a bee farmer. Well, I, I reloaded it. And <laughs> my internet's going slow right now. And there's an ad. So I, I don't, yeah, I don't we'll know. We'll figure out in a second. <laughs> my goodness. Gotta love an internet video when your computer's going a little bit slower. It's just, it's tough. All right, yeah, I'm checking this out. This guy is, yeah, he's stuffing the crossbow down his pants. Um, It's interesting. Like, I'm trying to figure out how he did that, but he kind of used his jacket to hide the crossbow. Wow, this, this is kind of impressive, Paul. I don't know if you've seen this with me. I, I, um, I, I gave up because it was giving me all kinds of other news clips, but not that one. 
Yeah, well, he stuffed it down the front of his pants. So I'm thinking, is he a large man? But he stuffed, like, the base down the front of his pants. And he had a jacket on that he put on top of the, you know, of his pants. So the front of the crossbow is on his upper half of his body, while the bottom is on the lower half. Now, again, if you look at the guy's crotch area, which, you know, not many people are going to look at a guy's crotch area. <laughs> it's very... Either the guy has a problem down there or the guy has something humongous stuffed down his pants. Because it's like this big block <laughs> running from his stomach, you know, his belly button area down halfway down his leg. So, um, either he has a definite problem down there or he's trying to steal something. Um, you know... He got away with it. He stuffed down in front of his pants. He walked out of the store. But he was found a few days later in the parking lot of a nearby Walgreens. Um, Looks like he has sweatpants on. Yeah. Which has got to be helpful. You can't put that in jeans or <laughs> or tight shorts, right? I mean, you got to have sweatpants. I, I, he's using a crutch as he walks away with it. And I think he was hoping that would be a distraction but it just it draws your attention to the bulge created by the crossbow yeah now i'm wondering you, you know my wife teased me this morning because i've got a real nice pair of pajama pants where i figure hey i was working all day i podcast a lot today we're not going out so let me wear this pajama pants I'm not going to wear this pajama pants out or to the store, but I'm wondering after this experience, is wearing sweatpants or nice comfy pajama pants going to be frowned at in the future? I hope not because I, if I can help it, I'm wearing some kind of baggy shorts or sweatpants or something as comfortable as possible. I, I've reached the age I no longer care what I look like. I'm opting for comfort. But, and it's unfortunate, like, you know, People got a raw deal because they wore hoodies. I mean, that's not right. I'm not laughing that they got a raw deal. But, you know, they got a raw deal. Are, are, are we going to start looking at sweatpants like hoodies? Where we say, take sweatpants away from us. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to be like, you're going to walk in and you're going to say, hey, I'm a pastor. Look at my pastor card. And I'm like, oh, sorry, you're wearing sweatpants. You're obviously up to no good. <laughs> what are you going to steal from my store? And I'm like, hey, I've never been convicted of anything in my life. And they're like, nope. I mean, it's going to be a rest first and ask questions later. That's the trouble to me about this. So, again, they're taking sweatpants and comfy pajama pants, all this other stuff. Like, I'm disappointed. Yeah, he's, he's bringing a bad name to those of us who enjoy comfort. Don't appreciate it, sir. I don't understand this. There's a quote saying he fled on foot when he observed the deputy. Now, they said they found him a couple days later. But they said, hey, as you may have imagined after you see the video, he didn't get that far. So do you still have the crossbow in his pants? I mean, it looked like he got arrested <laughs> a couple days later. I'm wondering if... <sighs> so the, the deputy, it was... Was he first spotted, like, coming out of the store? Is that when... Because if a deputy couldn't catch him... I'm worried about the deputy. Well, the paragraph below said the suspect, Darren Durant. What what a name. 
That's a good name, man. He was found a few days later in a parking lot nearby Walgreens. So are they making the fun of the fact the guy has a cane? You know, maybe the crossbow isn't in his pants anymore. But are they saying, hey, as you can imagine from seeing the video, like he's walking around with a cane. He didn't get very far. What's going on? Well, he he did okay. I mean, walking around getting his the crossbow in his pants without use of the cane. So I don't... I thought it was just a ploy to not be assumed to be stealing. I didn't didn't seem like he needed it. He had to have taken the crossbow out of his pants in a couple of days, though. But is that would something so. you wouldn't like keep with you? You know what I mean? But you you look like a freak. You look like you have something going on, you know, below your pants area. I, I mean, you gotta get home, take down your pants, and say, "Hey, I, me one store none." And never having your pants again. I mean, I, I can't believe you're walking around like that. Like, hey, look at me. I mean, w- way to go big or go home. I mean, it, the things that he could have tucked in the sweatpants more discreetly, and he went for a crossbow. I mean, there's a certain amount of courage involved in that. Yeah. And he said, here's another thing. And again, as a journalist, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hurt because this story was not written super well. They said, um, you know, employees at this store discovered two crossbows have been stolen on February 6th. Okay, what happened to the other crossbow? Yeah, really? But, but this guy clearly took one. I mean, he didn't stuff two crossbows down his pants. I mean, come on, journalists. I mean, ask that other question like, okay, yeah, so, the other so, crossbow. I mean, they obviously found it on camera footage so you think they have the camera footage of the other crossbow unless it was the same guy who just made off with one and went back and double dipped yeah or maybe it was just a boring theft you know the guy just took it and walked out because again <laughs> here's the other thing too i've been told that if you're working as a clerk in a store you're not supposed to be a hero to try to save your life so you know, someone pulls out a gun and says, give me your money. You know, they don't want you to fight them. They want you to just give the money because, I mean, no one wants to see you being killed over 30 bucks in your cash register or whatever else the case might be. But that doesn't excuse the fact that you should try to stop somebody from stealing stuff. So if that guy walked out the front of the store and then however the summer crossbow got stolen, so you mean to tell me if you're a clerk there, that you're watching some dude with a, a humongous thing in his pants, and you're like, oh, well. <laughs> I mean, it's a crossbow, but he's not going to shoot you as a crossbow. It's in his pants. Yeah, he didn't steal arrows. <laughs> right. So you hear a lot about see something, say something. You know what I mean? Like if, you, if you're if you in a store and God forbid somebody else has a gun, you know, hey, say something. Don't be just be like, oh, well, you know, so if it happens, it happens. I mean. Well, I, I just remember when... I was working retail. Like if it looked like somebody was stealing something, you walk up to him, but I'm sorry. I I think you may have forgotten to pay for that. And just, I mean, clearly he's not walking fast. So, I mean, you could have like had a very prolonged ethical discussion about the right way to handle it. And he still hasn't cleared the door yet. So. Yeah. Employees clearly didn't watch the crossbow leave the store. And again, the, Maybe we should have the sheriff on on next week because we we also need to figure out what happened to the other crossbow. And it, 
it wasn't a funny story like, hey, I put in my pants. The guy probably just picked him across the bow, walked out the front door of it over his head, and the clerk's like, oh, well. <laughs> I See, that, that's the key. Just, you you got to look like you know what you're doing. And just even if you got a crossbow, just look like you know what you're doing and no one will question you. Probably someone saw the guy stuff in his pants and said, I'm not doing that. So they steal it and they hold it up you know, over the head or – Maybe they'll watch the line and say, hey, I'm not paying for this. And the clerk's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> whatever you think or feel. <laughs> or maybe, so, uh, you know, as, as Captain Sweatpants was making his way out, maybe it was like, okay, everyone's going to be watching that dude because he's clearly stealing. So while everyone's watching him, I'm going to run out the other door. Didn't we talk about this a couple weeks ago where there was a – I can't remember who was even there. Maybe it was you, maybe it was Joe. But uh, – there was like a McDonald's where some team was like, people shouldn't have to pay. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this the same type of thing where maybe the clerk's working there and going, you know, the company is making too much money or I don't get paid? Yeah, it was, I don't get paid enough to stop this. So she either didn't let them pay and she took extra money from the register. So she got paid more. You know what I mean? So maybe it's the same idea of the clerk, where the clerk may not be taking extra money, but the clerk's like, oh, these businesses are making too much money, so I'm going to let stuff go out the door. Mm. I mean, I, I'm not... an inside job. Yeah, I mean, I'm not <laughs> interested in theft. I'm not saying yay theft. I know sometimes I get really goofy on these things. I'm I'm trying to justify <laughs> weird behavior, but yeah, okay, I'll be nice. Okay, don't steal stuff. But apparently, if you're into stealing stuff, go down to Titusville, Florida, to the True Value, and it's game on. I mean, you know, I, now, I this doesn't involve theft, but I, I think I can one up the story. Oh, okay. That uh, we went to a wedding of one of my wife's coworkers, and they had the reception at a park. It had a pavilion and. So this guy shows up to the reception outdoors at this park. And I notice as he's walking, he has a sword stuffed down the back of his pants. Not, not sheathed, just sword down pants. That's a risky move. Yeah, because that was my original take on this crossbow going. Couldn't you just really hurt yourself if, if something goes wrong with the crossbow? But if it's not sheathed, I mean, like, you know, maybe the bow hits you a weird spot and you feel weird. But yeah, if you don't have the sword in a sometimes like case or straight put next caliber down your pants, that there's all oh, kinds yeah. of things that can go wrong. <laughs> so what ended up being the guy's deal? Like, do you say, hey, is is I why roll like that? We were all kind of afraid to ask about the sword. We knew he was a, kind of a strange fellow to begin with, but why he comes to a wedding and wedding reception. Now, I'm assuming that after the ceremony, he made the deliberate choice, I'm going to sword up for the reception. Um, okay. So, Because obviously he didn't sit through the wedding with sword in pants. So at some point on the way to the reception, he's like, honey, you know what? think this one's going to call for the sword. Okay, so like we've talked about in the past with fighting. I mean, you've got the, um, uh, what was a buffet? I can't, 
hometown buffet or Golden Crow. Yeah, yeah. Say, where you know apparently they had that fight in Pennsylvania with forty people. Where you, you never you know, know. Well, and you couldn't just like common sense would say. Okay, if I see a theft, if I see a fight, okay, you back off. You don't join in. I mean, you maybe offer support or call the police or whatever. But but apparently at you know, go and crowd when it goes down. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what, what your faith is or whatever. You just jump in and fight like crazy. So maybe, you know, maybe it's what you do. You know, he can come out like with that. a chocolate covered sword and just. Right. Well, well you got to be, you got to have that sword ready. <laughs> and, and maybe that's at weddings. I mean, I've been to a lot of weddings. Paul, you've, I'm sure, officiated a lot of weddings. Yeah. Uh, I'd be shocked if you say, "Hey, I had the sword in my pants during one of those weddings." But, <laughs> but you know, I, I would imagine you weren't fearful for your life at any of these weddings. So, I mean, how do you get to the bottom of that? Like, are are you the kind of person that walks up to him and is like, "Hey, hey, fellow, what's uh, what's the story with the sword in your pants?" Yeah, I mean, that'd be a hard question to ask because <laughs> you always wonder you that topic. Well, is it are they a terrorist or something? And you know, you want to be that first guy to greet them but <laughs> i i don't know okay. what's your what's your choice you, you gotta pick are you going crossbow on the front of the pants or sword down the back of the pants i, I mean i i think crossbow I, I because there's less chance of a horrifying injury yeah I think the, case. the odds are better with the crossbow i think Huh. I, I'm getting disappointed. I'm looking at other versions of this um, crossbow down the pants story and say, you know, what happened to the second crossbow? I, I'm not seeing it. I mean, again, <laughs> and let's be completely transparent here. I, I wouldn't need to get super serious, but let, let me criticize my profession. Um, we write a lot. Uh, today, I was asked to write stories, and I wrote two stories, and I did other things, so I didn't really have time to look at the story a billion times. But even in the quick amount of time we have to write stories, I want to make sure the stories make sense. And when we've been talking about the story, there's holes in it. You know, we don't know what happened in the second crossbow. Again, I, I know it's a tough market right now. It's a tough time for journalism. But, you know, we got to do better. I mean, come on. This is rough. But you got to leave some unanswered questions for season two. <laughs> season two is so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. See, yeah, he's, he's got to go back and get arrows now. So, right, yeah, definitely. Uh, what did I write about today? I, I wrote a overview of Ash Wednesday, telling people what that's all about. Why you do that? To give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, or oh, it's just more of a. We're we're very into right now search stories, so you know you can track what people are searching, and if you know people are searching for it. Um, you know, you get better results if you write a story about what people are interested in. Um, you know, I've written Dwayne Haskins' story. He's like the third-string quarterback in the Steelers. But since he's a former Buckeye and he's a little controversial, every time I write about him, billions of hits. I mean, Paul, I wrote a Dwayne Haskins' story that was the top story in Columbus for like four, three or four days. It was ridiculous. Wow. I mean, yeah, it Columbus people love her Dwayne Haskins. I have no <laughs> idea why, but they do. Um, yeah, but, you know, second 
yeah, maybe that's how we should do it. Second, you know, season of the story, you know, I left you some holes. We're going to try and answer them, you know, cliffhanger. Yeah, we look like a cliffhanger. You know, we're like, oh, uh, what else did I write about today? Um, oh, Ukraine. Uh, uh, a lot of Ohio bridges and buildings are lighting up. Um, the blue and yellow support the awful things that are happening over there. You know, I, I will say, I don't know how Columbus is, but nobody does connection to stories like Cleveland news media. I mean, you name the news story and they will tell you how there's a Cleveland connection. Yeah. That, I mean, they they have that down to an art. With us, it's funny because, yeah, we're based in Columbus, but we write about everything. Uh, we write about Akron and Cleveland stuff and Cincinnati stuff. All kinds of interesting stuff. So it's interesting. Um, yeah. Um, what's, yeah, we need to start wrapping up. Um, yeah, so thanks for checking us out. We're, we're going to release these on segments over the next few days. Uh, Paul McSay was talking about before. Uh, I talked to a guy today that sent a baseball card in hopes that a baseball player would autograph it 25 years ago. He never got it back until two weeks ago. <laughs> and he wasn't mad. He just was – it was very strange why it took 25 years for the card to come back. So um, he couldn't make it tonight, but he'd like to come on to next week. So I'd love to hear his story. That should be fun. And we hope to have Joe back, too, as we talk more Steelers and just goofy stuff out there. Uh, lots of great ways to connect to the show. Go to however you look at our um, podcast page, and there's lots of ways of connecting and helping us out. Um, Paul, anything you want to promote before we take off? No, like I said last week, I'm, I'm in a window right now where I can't make any promises of content. So, <laughs> Yeah, Paul, we got to sit down one day, because every time you see you on Instagram, I, I know you're busy. I know stuff's going on, but Paul, I think you're breaking records on books. I know you read books for your job, too. It's not just for fun. Well, part, part of it is, I mean, I, I've really stumbled on the beauty of audiobooks. And I've got, oh. um, I'm in the car two hours a day taking my daughter back and forth to school. And so that that's. Okay. All right. You put that on like a 1.5 speed on the audiobook and you could plow through some audiobooks. Okay. Because I was. We've been toying with bringing that up on podcast, and again, we like to tease each other and make fun. And I definitely don't want to be someone who teases someone who reads. That's kind of strange. But I, I was trying to figure out how this happens. I mean, I'm like showing my wife. I'm like, I know Paul's busy. I know, you know, he podcasts. He has obviously family, job, and other stuff he's got going on. But okay, that helps me because I'm like, does Paul ever sleep? Does he just stay up while I read? I don't know. All right. Well, very good. Well, check out all of our podcasts, support local journalism, and pray for me as I'm I'm getting stuffed up again. Maybe it's I've been podcasting too long tonight. I don't know what, what's going on with me. So thanks for checking us out. Have a great night, and thanks for supporting Ohio. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. 
we hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.